You're listening to the 90-10 rule. 90% business, 10% music. Today on the 90-10 rule, we're discussing how to build your team, the split sheets, and why you shouldn't be afraid to bring those up at the studio, and a little bit about business protocol and the creative process. But first, we're going to hit you with a little bit of music from our guest, Vils. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 9010 Rule. I am Kevin Davis, and as always, I got my brother B. Jennings with me. 
What's going on, Kev? What's going on, listeners? What's happening? And so in uh, in the studio tonight, I got this guy, man. I'm real proud, man. I'm real proud to see his growth, man, and see him doing his thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Vils. What's up? What's up? What's happening with you, brother? Man, feeling pretty good today, man. Feeling blessed. Excellent, man. So, well, yo, I, I, check it out. I, I guess we'll start like, um, I guess we'll start just kind of give the people a, a little bit of your background and kind of how you got to how you got to where you are. All right, uh, man. My name is uh, Vils. I've been doing music since I guess like late 2012. Uh, man, I started like in the bedroom, really, like, uh, and I say 2012 in the sense of that's when I started doing music seriously, like it started taking me somewhere. But I remember I was in high school. I graduated 2010. All of my homies was like buying the new J's. They was buying the new clothes. And I was going to school every day looking whack. But I was the only person who had a job. So I really had no excuse. But, you know, <laughs> they was asking me. They was just like, yo, why you never got no fresh stuff? Like, we always letting you borrow our clothes and da 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 And then uh, one day, me and one of my other homies that rap, I answered it for him. I brought him to the house. I was like, yo, come inside the room, bro. He came inside the room and he seen studio equipment. Like, yeah, we on now, boy. So I came from the bedroom, really, and it's just all about, you know, going to get it as far as, you know, my story goes. Dig that. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying you were basically willing to sacrifice looking fresh with like all the rest of the clowns so that you could be looking for your future. Yeah. I mean, because I understood, you know, high school wasn't the end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I'm proud of myself. I feel like everyone has things that they're proud of themselves about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm proud of myself that I made that choice as an 18, 18, 17 year old kid. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm just curious, man. Like, did you always, did you always know you could sing or did you like try to rap before? (laughs) I actually did try to rap before and I didn't always think I could sing. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) my mom used to tell me to shut up all the time. (laughs) And then the day I realized that, oh, I must've got better. It's because uh, I was singing one day and she started like, you know, moving a little bit. And I stopped and I looked at her and she looked at me and she was like, all right, you can keep going. So it was like one of those things of, oh, mama's com- confirmation, I'm good. But that was like the, the um, the hey, bro, you should probably do something with it. But no, nah, I started off rapping, man. I was actually pretty good. I think I'm a better rapper than I am singer. Really? Nah. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> Definitely not. But I mean, uh, man, that was my main love. Uh, that's why I kind of brought it in, brought it with me into the into the you know the singing thing because I like to keep things a lot. I like to lean towards more the lyrical edge of things, which I know is kind of foreign for uh, singing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I still want to throw the syllables in there. I still want to you know say some triple entendres. You know, get it get it to quadruple if I'm lucky. You know what I mean? But. Uh, yeah, man, rapping is like a very big piece of my music, I think. Because you're a songwriter at heart, right? At heart. That's how I started, man. Uh, if anything, my love for music came from the words. Most people, you know, hear a track and they hook to the melody, hook to the uh, hook to the beat. Me, it was like, I, I, I liked the way that he said, uh, so sick of love songs. You know what I mean? Like, how do you get sick of love songs? That's like 90% of like R&B music. Well, back then, at least when I first, you know, started liking True. Uh, songwriting. But my favorite songwriters are like the best to do it during my time. 
And there were, there was also, well, during the time of me being fascinated with songwriting, were my favorite artists like uh, Neo and The Dream, especially The Dream. That's like still one of my favorites. Dig that. So I, I guess talk to us a little bit about how you were able to start to transition this from, because well, you, I mean, you're not from Atlanta. You're from uh, somewhere in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm from, I'm from Miami, Florida originally. And in high school, I moved up to Orlando. But uh, man, funny thing, when it comes to music, I don't, I like to say Matthew, which is my real name. Matthew was born in uh, Florida, but Vils was born in Nashville. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a big jump. That's like a coming of age kind of. Exactly. Because I was making the music, don't get me wrong, I always had, you know, fly bars, good melodies, but my career really took a step when I went to Nashville, Tennessee. You know what I mean? Started working with Gold House. Shout out Alizano, Mike Ewan, Ryan, GB. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Nashville is uh, very underrated as far as, like, hip-hop music. Of course, it's Music City. But as far as, like, hip-hop, the scene of just urban music, it's not really there yet because, man, I think it's about to flip. That's, that's real interesting. We were actually talking with someone else from Nashville, and we made that exact same point. Um, most of people outside of Nashville have absolutely no idea what Nashville is capable of. So kind of give us an idea of what that culture meant when you got there. What what attracted you to music and said, you know what, this is the place that I want to start. This is the culture that I want to be you, part of. You know what? Uh, it was a trip out there. Uh, I started working with this dude named Elizondo. Uh, he's Gold House, the, the label I'm signed to, but he's also my manager. But he's like, man, he's just the real deal. Like, I, I mean, I can't even imagine uh, it's possible for me to count how many times I've been put on game. You know what I mean? But um, with that, uh, you know, he brought me out there to do a couple songs with a dude named Soda Supreme. And that's actually when I first met Kev, actually. I met Kev that same week. My Was first it? Week. Yeah, my first week in Nashville. I came up there to write songs. Mm -hmm. Didn't have any... Uh, any clue it would turn into me and I working together long run. But uh, I came out there, wrote some songs, met a couple of people, and uh, felt the felt the, the scene, the vibe. I was like, yo, this is Music City for a reason. So you're in Orlando, or, yeah. and you decide to make a trip to Nashville. Yeah. About, about rap. Talk about that a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'm really interested in how man. that transition went from Orlando to Nashville, of all places. All right, man. This is, weird. This is, this is dope because, uh, you know, from the bedroom, and from the bedroom, I created a whole bunch of songs. And uh, I shot my first music video when I was 19, about to be 20, or was I 18? Anyways, that little area, right? Mm -hmm. We shoot it with, like, one of the first uh, DSLR cameras, like the Canons, right? We right. shoot it. I, I get it all put together with me and my homies, and uh, we put it on the internet. Owls, Owls I, I guess she, she was A&R, but she was really his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> but like at the time they were dating, she found she found me. She was like, "Yo, her name is Calais." She was like, "Yo, uh, I'll check this out." So I I peeped it, this, that, and the third. Um, he thought it was cool, and uh, one day he's he's going to Orlando for a, a conference, and he just hits me up. He's like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "All right, cool. Meet me here. Tell him meet me downtown." Uh, Yet again, out the bedroom, so I ain't really making all that cash like that. But I was like, I'm going to buy this man some tacos. I'm going to be big boss about it, you know, because, you, know, <laughs> right. uh, you know, and that's a bit of advice for, you know, anyone who's, who's trying to get into music. It's all about how you carry yourself. If I had it carried myself in there like, hey, here's a CD, 
uh, peep this. I knew instantly from when he told me, hey, you want to meet? I was like, all right, we're going to eat. We're going to talk. Then I'm going to show him this music. And then next thing you know, he gonna try to see, he gonna try to show me what's up with this music stuff. You know what I mean? It was like I'm I'm going there with a plan. We're not just gonna stand there sitting there looking crazy. You know what I mean? Right. The presentation in which you, the way you show your music, is a big part of the um, a big part of if they even want to listen to it. Because if you presenting your stuff in a whack way, it's gonna be like, oh word, kind of like the dude on the side of the street trying to hand you a CD. Right. He don't look like nothing, but he trying to sell you a CD. Like, yeah, man, hands it to you, then tells you later on it's five dollars. Presentation nah. is everything. Right. Exactly. You don't know me, so I rather I rather give you this fish taco, talk to you a little bit, than go in your car and play you these songs. See what I mean? Yeah. So I got him to open up. He started listening to these songs, and you know, two days later, I was on a bus going to Nashville. Wow. On a bus though. No, but still, though, that's a big jump in two days. Yeah, it is. It it, it is a big jump. But you know, the, re- the reason why I, why I put in again uh, on a bus is because uh, two reasons. One that don't really matter. I'm afraid of planes at that time. <laughs> I'll fly now. It ain't nothing. <laughs> but number two was my homies was like, "Oh man, you getting out there? You finna hop on a plane?" I was like, "No, packing my bags. No, I'm hopping on a the bus." They're like, "Nigga, you crazy." From Orlando, <laughs> Florida to Nashville, that's like 10 hours. What are you doing? In a car. So on a bus, it's probably like 20. It's like, bro, it's like 16. No joke. Right. Uh, it's 16 or 12. One of them. Even number. Right. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, uh, say that again, man. That's just part of the drive. Like, I didn't care how I got there. I just wanted to get there. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I, I think that's key, man, because so many people do have this vision of... uh of like being getting signed in major label success and the label's going to fly them out to LA and right. so on and so forth. And I, I feel like with, with your story, it was, it's a little different, not only because of your own, well, I mean, yeah, your, your own humility. Like you weren't, you weren't in it, in it for the luxury or the glamour. He was like, yo, I'm just here to do it, man. So how have it got to get done? And that's what I'm going to do. And we're going to do that. Right. That's exactly what it is, man. And uh, man, you know what, man, and that's the and, and and that's the thing I always try to uh, make sure I like let anyone else who's interested in music know because that's really all it takes, just to want to do it. You know what I mean? Like music, there's no uh, there's no class you can sign up for application and just you know walk into the class and be like, hey, you know what? If you stay in this class for four years, I guarantee you get a platinum album. All of it is yourself. You know what I mean? It's all about wanting to get up and go do it. And I know there's a lot of people who are talented out there, but they never going to get to do what they love because they're not willing to get off the couch. Man. You know, that, there's an interesting point in there also, and it's not really necessarily about your path, but you did say something that, that I thought was interesting. You said that there's not like a class for it. Yeah. And, you know, I teach, so I have students that are always asking me, what school should I go to for rapping? What school should I go to for producing? And, I mean, honestly, not to deter anybody from going to school, but right. there's not really a class you can go to for some of the things that you're going to have to do as a, you know, there's this, there's a natural ability that you have to have first and foremost. Right. I may be able to show you how to pull up a, a push a button or change a fader, but right. at, at the end of the day, if you don't have that drive right. and that talent, right. there's not really a class you can go to for that. Man, yes, you are right. And you want to know, you want to know, you, man. The closest thing to a music class that you can learn anything music off rip 
is probably uh, YouTube University, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you, really? Yeah, you'll learn how to make a beat, how to, you know, I mean, anything you want to learn music-wise. Like fundamental skills? Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, you know, with with just like a lot of other things creative, you know, your 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 own interpretation of it is going to take it to that next level. You know, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to give you your own musical identity. But, man, YouTube, I learned how to make my first beat off of YouTube. I learned how to record myself off of YouTube. Like, if you're from the bedroom, nine times out of ten, you're from the bedroom with YouTube. You know what I mean? That's wow. true. But, but you know what? Let me qualify that because I don't want to leave that open like that. I had more to it. Now, there are some things that you absolutely have to go to school for. Oh, of course, yeah. That'd be something like theory. Yeah. You know, theory is not something... I mean, you could t teach yourself that, but it's good to have a teacher that can, you know, teach you about, you know, the chords and chords progressions. But not just that, though, um, like learning harmonies, things like that. Those kind of things, they can be done naturally, but right. there are schools that, that help with that, things like that. But when, when I'm giving advice to people, these students that I have, they're asking, hey, should I go to school for production? I'm saying more along the lines of, no, go to school for something else. Don't not go to school. Right. Go to school, but go to school for something else and then have a couple of classes that are music related. Right. Yeah, yeah, because no, no matter how hard I tried, uh, I can never get my mixes to sound super, super clean. So so yeah yeah I I I definitely agree with you on that but um uh I'm I mostly meant you know just to clarify myself also I mostly meant like as far as like if you don't have the funds for it if you're at, if you if you're coming from the bedroom and don't have the funds for it then YouTube is probably your best bet <laughs> information age you got to use what you got right yeah. absolutely like I know a lot of dudes who know how to change a radiator because of YouTube you know what I mean like that's crazy yeah <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I know for a fact I've learned how to do, and and not and not even that I, I couldn't get it done or, or pay somebody to get it done, but if I wanted to learn how to work on my car or something like that and I wanted to do it myself, yeah, definitely you can find YouTube. Yeah. Somebody out there know what they're doing. But for, for music, I didn't necessarily think of it that way. I mean, you know what? That's, that's not like, the number one thing either. Even even if it was on my list, if, you know, if it was a list of the fastest way to learn things music, I would probably go with number one being a per like an actual person, like right there with you. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's one of the ways, man. There's like, that's, that's to me, YouTube and music is like the no excuse. You know what I mean? You have no excuse to not know how to track yourself, not know how to right. make beats because... You know, people don't want to give you none. You know what I mean? You have no money. Money, not having money is not an excuse to why you're not pursuing your musical goals. You YouTube I mean? is almost like a virtual mentor. Exactly. Right. So if you don't know something, all you got to do is just look on YouTube. You'll find something about it. You may not get the, all the details, but you'll have an open door. Right, 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 right. Now, I let mean, me ask you this, Dan. So what about, because... You, I mean, you talked in your story about how you met up with Al for the first time, and yeah. you had a plan, and you 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 had you had some sense of business, yeah. of of purpose, as opposed to here, listen to my music, then you know we'll make a million dollars. But you actually said, no, we're going to have a meeting, we're going to eat, we're going to talk, we're going to do this, we're gonna take him to the car. Like you had, you kind of thought it out, right? What gave you, or had is there anything that gave you uh, some insight or some additional um, business? Sense? Man, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I think it was just me wanting to go the extra mile, pretty much. Yeah. I wasn't just going to be a, a, a normal dude that just sat there and just wanted you to tell me something. I wouldn't. I, I know I had, I had something to prove because 
I guess that is a business sense. If you know someone can take you to the next level, you come prepared. You don't just sit there and get talked at the whole time because then your value or or your worth then depletes because they start to feel like, oh, you don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just didn't want to be that guy. So I wanted to step in there like, yo, this is what I know. And, uh, you know, research. Because before I met him, I researched Gold Rose, which was the name of the company at the time. And I seen Soda Supreme. I seen all of the things that they were doing with him. So I was like, all right, well, you know what? This is this is for real. This ain't no, this ain't no um no meeting that's not gonna get me nowhere. So let me come correct. And I think it's also very important, and you mentioned it, is to know know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Right. And that way you can make sure you put the right kind of people around you because you just get the people who do the things that you can't do. Right. Exactly. And it sounds like you understood that immediately when you met Al or the other people that you were, you know. Dealing with the Nashville. Exactly. I mean, it was it was one of those things. It was like, this is where I want to be, so let me come correct. You know what I mean? If if um, you know, even if you're a florist, you know what I mean? If you see someone who who clips tulips better than you, talk to that dude. You know what I mean? But come prepared. Don't come over there with like the wrong cutters, you know what I mean, and get talked at. Because then he's gonna be like, Oh, you don't really know what you're doing, huh? You got some regular scissors, huh? That's right. A- <laughs> you don't really know what you're doing, huh? Let me go ahead and just grab a couple of your a couple of your seeds or something, you know what I mean? I just don't wanna get screwed at the end of the day. I feel you. Not messing with I mean messing with Al I wouldn't be, but just in general, you know what I mean? Coming correct. Yeah. So besides Al, any other situations you have, what what other situations have you had where you felt like that type of thing was happening? What other experiences have you had in the negative sense? Man, I've 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 been to studios in uh, Florida where they were like, yeah, you know, come through. Uh, we'll write a whole bunch of songs, and you you know, we plugged up. So with us being plugged up, we'll get you a placement. I was like, yeah. I went over there, and we was writing all these songs, and writing all these songs, and getting all these songs done. And I went home, and then I I, I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, that was really good work today. And I started doing my research. Then I was like. What's a split sheet? What's what's points? What's like what, what is this 150 50 uh composition 50 writing? What is this? You know what I mean? Right. And then I kind of went back with the edge the next day like, yeah, so uh here's my split sheet. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, but you know, you don't come correct, don't come prepared. They going they going to take advantage of you every single time. And you know, it's not even something you should be mad about cuz you should know. Right. You should know better. Right. If not by listening to this show, then just by hearing people's testimony, like split sheets are done before the song starts selling. Exactly. Because the, the the percentages are different before the song starts selling. Once the song starts selling, everybody feels like they did more in the song. Mm-hmm. Man. And you, you want to know what it is, man? I've learned not to feel bad about sliding someone to split sheet because mm. a lot of the time... You know, people will feel like, oh man, so what you what you trying to say? You think I'm gonna cheat you or something? Right. But that's the thing. Like, if you ever get that response of what you think I'm trying to teach you, then yeah, they're trying to teach you. Because any person who is fair about it, you hand them a slip sheet, a uh, slip sheet, a split sheet, they're like, oh word, yeah, let me get this right too. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And it's kind of like, you know, when you're talking to someone and then uh they don't ask you if you have a manager. It's one of those things. It's like right. what's with the sneakiness, you know what I mean? Right. And see, even like that protocol, most people have no idea about it. And I think that there's, 
Like with the industry, there's, well, there's the industry, like there's the people that actually do the work and sign the paperwork and get it processed and so on and so forth. Right. And then, then there are the people who just participate in, for lack of a better term, I want to say the culture of the work. Right. And so they just want to be around and so on and so forth. Or, or maybe they're an aspiring artist for whatever reason, but since no one else in the room is bringing up a split sheet, they're not going to be the first one to do it because they don't want to stand right. out. They feel uncomfortable. They don't yeah. want to. Yeah, right. Yeah, that may be the case too, man. I, I felt, a, I know a lot of people who like, who, man, they just felt like handing someone a split sheet would be offensive. Right. It's like, yeah, man, I just don't want to be, you know, all up front about the money. I want to keep it about I'm creating. trying to get in the game. I don't want to, you know, hurt my chances by being man, awkward. Right. Yeah, or like being straight up. Nah, bro. Yeah. They've been here. If you're trying to get in the game and they're already there, they've been here, man. They know what a split sheet is. You know what I mean? They know what a split sheet is. Absolutely. And in fact, they're probably talking with uh, with their people when you're not around going, yeah, man, yeah, dude was kind of dope, but he ain't say shit about that split sheet either. Right. Man. So, you know, go ahead. Mm, he ain't say nothing. Mm. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. Exactly. Yo, and, and that's what's so crazy, man. Like, that's one of the things that... Uh, like in, in being around you and and seeing you as an as an artist and how you conduct yourself not only on stage but off stage that's one of the things that I respect about you is that you can walk into a room and know how to handle yourself uh, with certain protocol without being uh, rude or or like there's no ego about it. Right, right. right. It is like oh yeah, Thank man, here go my split sheet and um, oh yeah, if y'all wanna. Yeah, y'all wanted to talk about some money. Okay, yeah, that's my manager does that exactly. And yeah, I feel like you. that's that's also where a lot of people, and maybe you could speak on some things that you've seen, but that's where a lot of people mess up. Yeah, is they're either trying to do too much exactly, or they don't know what they're doing in the first place. Exactly, uh, man. The separation is golden because there's so many advantages to just going. About the protocol Like for me I don't like dealing with uh, I don't like dealing with Anything money Talk to Al I don't like dealing with Anything um, scheduling Talk to Al It's always for me It's always about music Creating, creating, creating Because Trying to wear too many hats Is dope To say Yo, I, I do this I do that I do this I do that All for myself But at the same time Everybody knows That you cannot Book your own shows, you know what I mean. You can't, you can't uh, schedule all of your interviews and all this stuff if you're if you're successful at what you're doing. Right. There's just too much to do. You know what I mean. Right. You and and you know just to name another advantage of just going by protocol the right way. A lot of the times when uh, people want me to do something and I don't necessarily want to do it, <laughs> <laughs> with me being an artist, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you know. Vils, I asked him, da-da-da-da, he's an a-hole. Right. You don't have to be the bad guy. I don't. Al can be the a-hole all day. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what, man, that's dope. All right, yeah, you know what, talk to Al, and he going to get everything squared away, and he'll just tell him, no, we good. But that way, it's, it's you know, because a lot of times people don't, people don't really understand when you don't want to do stuff, and there's a reason behind it. They just think, oh, you have, you, you're capable of doing it. It would help me out. You don't want to do it. Then, you know, you're like, a bad person. You, yeah, like, you don't want to help me, so... F you exactly right, but you know, you, you know the, the 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 advantages to the protocol from an artist standpoint, though. You know what I mean, right? 
And I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but I disagree a little bit in some sense. Okay. And um, feel free to challenge that. I feel like when an artist is just starting out, and I know that's not you, yeah. but when an artist is first starting out, I think it's very important to do all of the jobs to kind of get an idea of what those jobs entail. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to make a better choice when you're picking a manager or a booking agent or anything like that. How do you feel about that? Uh, I disagree. Okay. The reason why I disagree is because um, me, I'm a very researchable person. Like I, I research everything. But um, man, a lot of the times... It's either experience or someone telling you. So, how do I say this? Experiencing trying to manage yourself may hurt you more than help you. Especially depending on where you're starting. For example, I'm a new artist. I'm starting in Atlanta, right? I'm trying to manage myself. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I done burnt bridges. I done accidentally screwed stuff up because I don't know what I'm doing. But if I got in bed with someone who uh, didn't know what they're doing and I could trust, then completely takes away all those issues. And the reason why I say that is because that's part of knowing who you choose to manage you. Like with me, Al, I know all of those things because of him. That's why I chose him as my manager. It wasn't just one of those situations where you're going to do what you do. I'm going to do what I do, and we're going to succeed. It's it's one of those things where you're going to do what you do. I'm going to give you some insight. I'm going to do what I do and, uh, you know, get that insight. You know what I mean? It's it's a learning process as a team, which is why your manager should – I agree with you on the you should know how to do everything. I think you got lucky, Bill. That's what I'm about to say, man. I think you got (laughs) lucky with Al, though. I think the the majority of people do not run across – they don't come across somebody so early in their career that's actually willing to be trustworthy. I think it's I think it's kind of scary that, for a lot of these guys when they're that, out there. But that, that might self, be true. Though, that's self though, because you got to know who is trust, trustworthy. Like I knew, and it could it could be luck, but at the same time, you know, I kind of I kind of knew I could trust him. Like I chose to trust him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things of um, man, I would say to the person who wasn't lucky. If they feel like they weren't because they went with someone else, that they just chose the wrong manager, man. You know what I mean? Makes sense. That's real. But you know what? I think that I think that there is something to be said about like having exposure to those different roles and like no, like knowing what there are and knowing what your strengths are is two different things. Right. And I think that's where some some people get caught up. One, they're one, they are overwhelmed because they're trying to do everything. They are trying to to be the manager and book their own shows and, and to style themselves and produce their own beats and record. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to do it all. It's Social like a one-man band. Yeah, they got the cymbal between the knees, the harmonica around their neck. Yeah. They're doing the whole thing. <laughs> right. Right? But I, I feel like if you know if for a team to really work together, you have to know your role. You got to know Not that— to Right. If you're the artist, then it's okay to be the artist. Right. Now, you should be able to know, like, okay, yeah, this is the money is going here, the money is going there, this is what happens, this is a revenue stream. Yeah, when someone talks, when yeah. someone wants to have a conversation with me, right. here's the things that I can answer, right. here's the things that I cannot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of conversations, you should, you should have a... You should have an idea, but you should also know where your strength is. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? That's part of a team. Like, you know, a good team... They would want you to learn those things. You know what I mean? They would really want you to learn those things. I feel like um, it's a, it's a choice on who you want in your circle. 
if you want a whole bunch of people who are going to stand next to the pond and just look at you like, I, I, I drunk, I mean, figure it out. Then that's who you're going to get. But if, you, if, if you're looking for the people who are going to teach you how to drink, you're going to get them.
one of the things that um, that I like about you is you're, you've got a good eye in regards to like sense of video. Talk about how you, I guess, produce your visuals. Man, everything that we do creative uh, is always a whole bunch of people. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to take 100% of the credit, but our process is all of us just dropping ideas pretty much uh teamwork man once again i don't i i i i don't I, I don't know why i keep going back to that but it's all about the teamwork man it really is is um the process is is usually my mind i like to think about i like to think about everything visually in my head first even the music it's like okay word this beat is very like Subdriven, but it's 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 hard. You know what I mean? It's a hard subdriven. It's not one of those club joints. So I'm automatically seeing, I don't know, like a a, a battle or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm coming up with these lyrics that are very aggressive. So in turn, when the music is done, it's visual again. I've already felt that. So my visuals mostly come from the music being created and being put onto the screen with the same idea. If that makes sense. A little bit. Okay. Uh, like the same, the same things that inspired you in the song are what you use to help create the visuals. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Like the visuals, I think where people mess up is that their videos don't sound like the music. So if I have one of these, if I have one of these songs that's, that's about stunting, I expect the video to be 100% about stunting, right? Right. But there's dudes who have a song about stunting and the whole video, they're probably like fixing a car or something. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I feel like that's, that's like the issue as far as like with hip hop. Like there's a band called Majid Jordan. They just got signed to OVO. Their visuals are crazy. This dude is like, going down into blankness and then his foot touches it and then there's ripples in the blankness then you see a mirror it's like it's like crazy like super thought of stuff but hip hop stuff is like a formula it's like quick edits you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like nothing sounds like the music like nothing sounds like that aggressive sub nothing sounds like it's heavy or hard it all just looks the same I don't know how to explain it, but uh, the music doesn't match the videos. It's just like, I, I think I know what you mean, though. because I've, Yeah, I've it's kind of hard to put into words, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, matter of fact, even, um, oh, take, for example, Bryson Tiller, the, the Sorry Not Sorry. That video, I mean, listening to the lyrics, it's more, I mean, it's an up-tempo record. It's more, um, you know, like a, like a spring-summer right. Um you know, flirtatious right. type of record, but the video itself is like in 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 the hood, like mattress burning in the alley, right. like <laughs> that kind of vibe. And it's like it it didn't match exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I I haven't seen the video, but if it sounds like that, and I I've, I I've heard the song though, mm-hmm. if that's what the video looks like, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking like. Girl blowing up my phone or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, right. Or me getting in the car, getting fresh, trying to get my Mac on or something. You know what I mean? Some, some, some more of the lines of that. But a hood flick? 
And matter of fact, let me ask you that too. Like, because your style, I, I think your style of R and B is is definitely non traditional. And I, I know that. Well, since Bryson came out, man, everybody's kind of been throwing around that that trap soul term. Right. Is how how do you describe your stuff, man? My stuff, I feel like it is the R and B with the um with the hip hop cadences, but I differ subject matter. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about women, but I'm talking about women in a different sense. If the song is about women, for example. I give you the standpoint of the dude. Like, a female is not going to listen to my songs and be like, ah, you know, it's just so open-ended, it's about anything. Nah, she's going to know that it's him talking to her about his feelings towards her. And it's not, it's not like, it's not like softened, it's very selfish, it's very, you know, (laughs) it's human, you know what I mean? It's the human part of the music without, like, trying to make it Without trying to make it fake, I don't know how to explain the fakeness of it, but I just feel like a lot of the times, a lot of it sounds the same because it's formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like either I love you, I I hate you, or I want to be, I want you back or I don't want you back. Same thing all the time. Or I'm trying to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. For example. Y'all, y'all mind if I get my rap genius on? Go for it. I, I said, uh, fuck you to my ex chick. Now nah, I don't have no heart. I stay fucking these fake hoes. These real bitches too smart. That's actually dope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's super real. Like how many yeah. times? But you see, it's 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 kind of like it's 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 being the bad guy all the time. I feel like Vils is the villain. Is that where that come from, Vils? Nah, Vils come from my last name. My last name is Saneville. Okay. Yeah, and some people would think, "Oh, Vils, because you know you started doing music in Nashville." But like, nah, nah. no, nope, not that, not that either. <laughs> nah, that was just a coincidence, right? <laughs> We're just gonna make it be about whatever we want to make it about, pretty much. Well, earlier you had mentioned that like your trip to Nashville was where things had really like changed for you. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. So uh, I guess talk to us a little bit about um, your your latest project, man. What you got going on? Like, what can we look for from you, man? I have this project called Ego. And ego stands for Earth, God, and Others. Uh, it's uh, it's the follow up after the VP two project, which is a five song joint that we did. Which is I I like to think of, uh, you you know I started, I started talking about the movies how like it's a visual from the beginning of the song all the way to the visual itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I like to think of the V series because there's a V one and there's a V two as trailers to the movie. Now, I have another project out before we dropped the V2 called um, Till the End of Summer. And basically, the trailer for that was V1. So V2 recently dropped, you know, to clear up the backstory. And we're going to drop this project named Ego next. And it's called Earth, God, and Others. That sounds intriguing, man. Man. Very much so. So is this, uh, is is, is this, because Earth, God, and Others, man, I'm thinking, is this like uh, religious themed? Is this, is this kind of dark? Is, where, where are you taking us? Uh, religious, kinda. I am a religious person, but I don't like to force anything on anyone. So religious, kinda, not really. But um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a story. I don't want to say it's dark. I don't want to, but I mean, it's not. I don't want to say it's light because it's not light. But it's. I'm not explaining it. There's two characters. Put it like this: the first character name is the influence. 
And he's like the narrator of the whole thing. And the second character name is Lil Nigga. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even more intrigued now. You said that drop the mic and walk out the studio. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm trying not to give it give it away, but I'm trying to give it away. You know what I mean? It's just, right. it's it's um man, it's about it's about the influence, man. I'm pretty sure we're all trying starting to get a little grasp of it, but it's about it's about the influence. I want this next project to not just be uh, songs. I want it to be songs that are working in the direction for the better of my fans. I love to get on the mic and just say a whole bunch of senseless stuff, just like everyone else. It's fun. It's very fun, actually. Easy to get the mood up, get you right in it, you dancing, you grooving. But... I just think that there's too much fun, not enough awareness. You know what I mean? Need more soul food. Exactly. But I'm trying to do it in a way that no one has ever done it. Well, you know, I think Kendrick kind of does it sometimes, but not really kind of because he's like too musical. I'm trying to do it in a way where you listen to these tracks individually, you would have no clue I'm trying to put you on game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the I'm still message. in there. I'm still in there talking about drinking, smoking. I ain't switching it up. It's it's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be like for something, man. I don't want to be poisoning people. You know what I mean? Like that's important to me. Like I care about what I put out into the earth, and I just kind of feel like Earth God and others is just gonna be, you know, that the Earth, us being on it, God. We all know who that is, and others. And I think the others is us. And you know this is dope, but but you just kind of touched on something. Matter of fact, because I remember uh, DJ Rogers was saying that too, man. Yep. How uh, about the the things, and from a religious standpoint as well, like the things that he speaks and puts out into the universe, right? How that comes back into it, and it was like his his soul didn't feel good uh, singing songs that he felt like were were toxic. To and he feels like when the not only the artist sings the song, he's infecting their life. But then when the people who listen to the song and sing along with it, now he's infecting millions of people with these words. Man. And they're living them, saying them, breathing them, speaking them. Bruh. That's why I always, every single song, I put something small in. And it's always something small. And I, I have my friends call me. They be like, bruh, I just noticed I put myself on game reciting one of your lyrics. I have this whole song called The Zone. Shout out DJ GB. That's my DJ. He uh, produced it. Shout out. I know you're going to be happy when you hear that. But anyways, <laughs> this whole song is called The Zone. Right. And it's about trying to get into that zone, like that 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 messed up, drunk, whatever the hell you're on zone. The whole, from first verse all the way to the, to the pre-hook, I'm talking nonsense. And then it gets to the pre-hook and then I say something. And one of the lines directly tells you why I'm, with the nonsense, which is in turn why I think everyone else is with the nonsense. Can I get my rap genius on real quick, guys? All right. Of course. All right, I'm going to give y'all a whole verse. You ready? I like how he asks for permission. Right, first. as if we're going to say no. Right, right. <laughs> it goes, She say, V, you such a fool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know it. These hoes, they want to fuck too, but they try not to show it. We going to run them through the crew. These hoes going to act thirsty because we heavy with the juice. Yeah. So now you got that vibe. You're like, oh, man, okay, you kind of going off about these hoes right now, right? Then I hit you with the, I don't know what I'm feeling. Got all these drugs in my system, but not the one I was searching for. Or am I late for healing? 
dopamine, I'm the dope man, I'm probably. But the 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 searching for the healing, you know what I mean? Searching, right. it's like I have all this stuff in me and I still don't feel good. Yeah. That hit home for a lot of people, yo. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Man. Hey man, I hate how R and B niggas, man, can just like go back and forth between they regular voice and they singing voice, man. Like, how, how long do you practice that? Like voice, regular right? people can't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ridiculous, man. Y'all ridiculous, man. It's true, man. Niggas be doing that shit all the time, man. Like you fancy motherfucker. Hey man. <laughs> It's slick cool, but I never even noticed that before, guys. So appreciate that. I'm finna go floss that. Yo, it's it's very industry, man. I'm finna floss that, dog. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that, guys. Hey, man, thank you for coming, G. Yo, man. we gonna we'll, we'll post some of your your music. Well, we got some of the music in the show anyway, right? right. And then but let them um, know how to get in touch with you, also. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, man. Everything is at Dirtbag Vills. Dirt. Bag with two G's. Vills. V I L L Z. That's uh, all my social media. All my handles. Just. Type that in. You'll you'll find me. You'll get me. Dig that. We'll post the videos on our on the nine and ten page also. Yes, please, man, please. The two new joints, right? The yes, sir. Uh, the exposed and the territorial. Man, there's a uh, if anyone who's listening who's like very uh um familiar with the work, man. There's there's a surprise at the beginning of the exposed video. I think you're gonna love it. Awesome. Yo, so once again, on the 9010 Rule, ladies and gentlemen, that was Vils. Visit us at the9010rule.com. That's 9010rule.com.